Here we are, Locked On NFL, alongside the scout, Matt Williamson. I am Brian Peacock. We're taking you around the league daily here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This Wednesday episode, some news to get into with a flurry of trades. It looks like all of them involving the Los Angeles Rams happening and Matt Williamson's power rankings. We've got a lot of movement since we checked back in around week two. So those week seven power rankings will be the rest of today's show. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review the show. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We're everywhere, as are all the shows here on the network. You can find me on Twitter at BD Peacock. Matt is at Williamson NFL. Some shakeups happening. It looks like uh, with, I think, a younger generation of GMs, Matt, the trading deadline is going to be a lot more fun going forward. Yeah, and I do think there's a little more aggression around the league. Maybe that does correlate with you know younger GMs, different way of looking at things. Um, the trade deadline is actually a thing. You know, for much of our lifetime, it wasn't, and more and more every year things are picking up. And yesterday was a perfect example. I mean, a lot of it's centered around the Rams, obviously, but um, maybe there's more shoes to drop as well. The big one, obviously, Jalen Ramsey. He has finally moved on from the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it was a nice little haul. Two first-round picks, one in 2020, one in 2021, and a fourth-round selection. And that's from a Rams team right now that's 500. So that pick would be in the middle of the first round. I think the Rams fully believe that they won't be picking in the middle of the first round in 2020. But that's a major, major pickup for the Rams, who had just traded earlier in the day cornerback Marcus Peters to the Ravens for linebacker Kenny Young. So a big shakeup there for the Rams. Do you see the benefit for the Rams to drop that much when they've got some other very expensive players and Jalen Ramsey's about to get very expensive himself? Yeah, it's interesting because I'm going to start with the Jags real quick because I think this is a great haul, as you mentioned. You know, yesterday, if you didn't listen, you and I predicted where the playoffs will land. And of course, a lot's going to change. We're only week, in, in week seven here. But according to both of our projections, this pick would be before number 20. It's somewhere in the teens, and you get next year's first, and you get a fourth. For a player who you're going to have to resign if you're the Jags, clearly isn't happy there. And you already have A.J. Bouye, so draft another one to move on and use that money elsewhere. So I, I like this move a lot for the Jags, considering where they stood. They got a lot in return. The Rams are interesting, though. Like, we've talked about this a lot. Like, their team-building strategy is much different than most teams. You know, they're highly aggressive in acquiring, you know, even go back to Peters and Namakong Su and Talib yep. and Cooks and big-name Pro Bowl expensive dudes. And they'll give up first-round picks left and right for it. And even, like, the signing of Gurley. I mean, that was a year earlier than they had to. They gave him a ton of money. And... Goff, I mean, they're putting a lot of money into him. So it seems like, the, you know, the what they want to do is be very, very top-heavy. You know, that we're going to have six studs, and from there we'll be okay. And obviously Aaron Donald's one of those two and the best of all of them. But what's interesting is they just put Tlaib on IR. They trade Peters. Clearly Ramsey's an upgrade over either. And th they've played a lot of zone this past year, but and so did Ramsey, really, in Jacksonville. But he can do everything. He's a massive playmaker. They clearly are going to have something in place to resign him. 
I don't have a, a grade to give them. You know, I mean, I think it's a slightly desperate move for to get into that playoff situation and and help a, an ailing area of your team. And they also traded for Austin Corbett, which is kind of gets pushed under the rug, but it's a pretty interesting move too. That was going to be the next thing I brought up because yeah. I think a lot of the responses I've seen about the Jalen Ramsey trade for the Rams was, does he play offensive tackle? <laughs> right, right, exactly. And like Trent we, Williams might have made more sense. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, but they did add an offensive lineman who's been inactive for the Browns and been a complete bust for Cleveland since he was drafted with the first pick in the second round just in the 2018 draft in Austin Corbett. I don't know if he's just more of a depth piece or the Rams really liked him coming out of the draft and think he can be something and, and eventually start for them on their offensive line. And uh, actually, you know what? Let's backtrack a little bit because the Marcus Peters yeah. trade. What do you know about Kenny Young? But my first response was, wait a second. Marcus Peters is a pretty marquee name for Kenny Young, who is not a marquee yeah. name. He was a 2018 fourth rounder out of UCLA, athletic guy. He's only played, I think it was 27% of the Ravens' defensive snaps so far this year. Yeah, Kenny Young is... I, I'm also pretty sure the Rams got some sort of pick in that deal. It's too. I don't think it was Peters straight up for Young. But I do think, you know, just kind of how you phrased it there, I think a lot of this is to get Peters out of the building, get his contract out of the building, um, knew that Ramsey was coming. I mean, there was obviously more to this deal than just the surface deal, knowing that Jalen's on his way there. Kenny Young fits them, though. I mean, like, think about Mark Barron and Littleton, you know, smaller, run-and-hit, big safety-type linebackers. I tend to think he might be a borderline starter. Is he going to be an every-down player for them? I'm not positive on that. I'm going to have to do a little more homework on it, honestly. Certainly helps special teams. I mean, uh, that's you know has value there. Kenny Young doesn't hurt your cap at all. That's an important piece of this as well. So I wouldn't put a lot of stock into, you know, what is Kenny Young right now, but he does fit their mold at the linebacker position. He's cheap, and at a minimum, he's going to improve your special team. So, I mean, there's value in that. Right, and that makes sense. They're moving around some contracts to make sure mm -hmm. that they've got to be able to pay those guys that they're going to be top-heavy with on their roster. And Young, yeah, definitely an athletic linebacker, and there has been some injuries at linebacker, so positionally a need for the Rams depth-wise. 6'1", 236. Uh, he ran a 4.6 coming out of the draft, 36-inch vertical, so very athletic linebacker yeah. in Kenny Young, something definitely to work with there. And also, Aqib Talib has gone to IR, uh, speaking of cornerbacks for the Rams. So very different defensive backfield suddenly in Los Angeles. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I understand it. Um, I think that they would like to play more man coverage, you know, push you know, Wade Phillips once uh, as many studs in his back pocket as he can, you know, going back to his Denver days. It's a uh, often revolves a lot around the corner position, his defense. And so I get it. I mean, they're an aggressive, it goes back to just being a very aggressive front office. They're not afraid to spend money. They're not a lot afraid to blow through picks. They haven't made all that many first rounders of late. And then back to Corbett with them, and then we should probably talk Ravens. Like you said, I assume they had a high grade on Corbett just two years ago. And now you're buying them 30 cents on the dollar, 40 cents on the dollar from the draft time. And if I'm Corbett, I'm going, great, get me out of Cleveland. You know, like, right. just put me at guard and let me do one thing in the zone-blocking scheme where I can be an athlete as opposed to yanking me around. And I'm not blaming the Browns so much for Corbett not hitting thus far. Um, but it hasn't 
they haven't done him a lot of favors either. I mean, even when they drafted him, it was to be Joe Thomas's replacement, but he's really a guard. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. he, he was kind of a square peg in a round hole from day one in Cleveland. So my hunch is they'll put him in at note boom spot. Boom, you're a guard. Let's see what you can do. We liked you a lot just two years ago. Fresh face, and you have some talent. Right, a little change of scenery, see if that works out for him. And um, talking about the Ravens now, who add Marcus Peters, and we had talked about how that was going to be maybe the Achilles heel of that Ravens team was their defense, which is really strange for, for how that team has been built in the past. So they're strengthening things up uh, there with a, with a guy who likes to gamble. He'll make some big plays on defense. He'll give up some big plays, but definitely an upgraded corner in Marcus Peters. Yeah, um, I don't think it's an accident that now he's been with his third team in three years, though. I mean, I don't, yep. there's, I'm not saying he's a bad guy, but I don't know that he's a lot of fun to be around and had some character issues coming out of Washington. And his style of play isn't for everyone because he's really a off corner that does a great job reading routes, mm-hmm. jumping routes, reading quarterbacks, and he's highly aggressive playing the ball in the air and with his reads. But when he guesses wrong, it's six points over his head. You know, like his low light tape makes you say this guy's not an NFL player. His highlight tape makes you say he's a Hall of Famer. And I'm not sure he's quite the player he was two years ago as a pro bowler type in Cleveland in, in Kansas City. Um, but Baltimore also is in it to win it. Their defense is certainly the weakness of the team. Humphreys is no doubt their number one. And I'm not sure Peters can't do it, but you know Humphreys has followed uh, number one receivers all over the place. He'll even follow guys into the slot, which is rare at, the, at this level. Um, so Peters now has to kind of be the complementary piece and uh, probably play more man coverage than he has. So interesting move, aggressive move. I mean, he certainly will help. Another domino here, and the Rams, Browns all being very uh... – very active teams as they have been, and that's just the way that Les Snead and that's the way that John Dorsey do things. Uh, there has been reports out of Ohio that Trent Williams could be on the move from Washington to Cleveland. I had Chris Russell of Locked on Redskins doing a crossover episode today on the 49ers podcast. He said he's reached out to everybody he knows there in the D.C. area. He's not hearing that at all and that the the Redskins are still not accepting offers for Trent Williams. So I'm not, I don't know what to think there, but man, it just makes too much sense for Washington to move on from Trent Williams at this point. I think he wants out. He's not going to play for them again. I got to think that maybe by the time people listen to this, that he's a Brown. I mean, they're another very desperate, aggressive organization really could use a tackle. I don't, and you know, the Corbett deal, I know he didn't work out there for all the reasons we mentioned, but they are in no position to be trading offensive linemen. (laughs) I mean, right. So there must be another shoe here. And that's the only way I can, the only thing I can figure out. And that'll be interesting what the value is with Trent Williams, because I'm sure the asking price is high. I don't know if they're going to get an astronomical price for Trent Williams. So it might be, um, it might be a deal that makes a lot of sense for Cleveland, who has a huge need there. And, uh, you know, I, I just don't really know what Washington is doing in the front office, and that was one of our <laughs> talking points there with Chris Russell of Locked on Redskins is, how did Bruce Allen skate through this whole situation and he's still in charge over there? Yeah, it's amazing. It really is. All right, got to get to those power rankings. That is coming up now. Some serious movement for some teams around the NFL. Dudes, listen up. 
Let's talk about sex. Good sex. Remember those days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. I've told you about them many times. If you haven't tried it, you're out of your mind. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Guys, I never understood the pill thing. I mean, hey, you're going to make an appointment for an hour from now? I mean, Blue Chew works so much better. Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, zero awkwardness. Made in the USA, and Blue Chew prepares and ships direct. They're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, they have a fantastic deal for all of you listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment totally free when you use our promo code LOCKEDONNFL. All you're paying is $5 shipping, and you're getting way more than $5 worth of product. And the promo code is locked on. Again, that's bluechew.com, promo code locked on to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them a great deal for sponsoring the podcast. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course, you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? Put that knowledge to use. If you're listening to this show, you're obviously a well informed football fan. Make yourself a little cash with my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings, and no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. Join now and my bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code locked on to activate the offer. That's promo code locked on. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Okay, Matt, power rankings. Let's start at 32 and move our way up to number one. Checking in here before week seven on how these teams are stacking up in the NFL. And uh, you have a little wrinkle to add another category to talk about with these teams as well, right? Yeah, and, I, and for people who have heard me do power ranks before, I like to do this from time to time. It's just throw in a little something extra. And again, I don't watch special teams tape, so I steal it from Football Outsiders, who I think does a great job. And when we go through these power ranks, if, you're, if your team's in the top eight or the bottom eight, not the true middle 16, then I'm just going to mention where they stand right now. Just because I'm sure a lot of you guys don't realize, boy, we are amongst the least league's worst in special teams overall. And, you know, it's obviously a big contributor. Right. That third third phase is very important. Um, One team that I don't think has moved from the original rankings is the 32nd team in the league, that being the Miami Dolphins. Am I assuming correct? You're assuming correct. I mean, they're going to spend a lot of time there and we could probably just move on they're the worst team in the league by a wide margin for me so who is 31 it was the new york jets last time we checked in yeah and they're they've moved up the Bengals have moved down looks like cincinnati is going to be playing without their top two corners their offensive lines in shambles but hey the positive is they get on the list because they are the eighth best special teams oh there we go okay there's, something's there's working <laughs> yeah right. absolutely uh who's number 30 on your list then there's uh I think, wait, is there, are those the only unbeatens left? 
Cincinnati and Miami because both the Jets so, and yeah. Washington yeah. won last week, right? And I do have Washington here. There's three-ish teams I thought would compete for this spot. Um, they they were 28th last time around. They beat the Dolphins, woohoo! But they're at 30. All right, and now I think we have our biggest dropper here. The team checking in at number 29 for Matt Williamson is the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, it's it seems to, to their credit, Matt Ryan's playing better than ever and playing at a Pro Bowl level yet again. The passing game's really good. Nothing else is. Uh, the defense is horrendous. 30th on special teams as well. Oh, wow. So nothing working for nothing the well Atlanta so Falcons right, right now. They've dropped 10 spots from 19 to 29. Who is at 28 right now in the Matt Williamson power rankings? Arizona, which is about where they were before. But, you know, we mentioned it when we were going through the league. It's like, this team's won two and tied one. I mean, I didn't see that quite coming. And I think the offense is coming around and much, much better on offense than they were a year ago. Yeah, not bad. And those wins don't look bad for them. And even the tie that the Cardinals have right now, they only have two losses on the season. They're tied against the Detroit Lions, who is a team that is uh, on their way up uh, on your rankings. So uh, Arizona Cardinals, not as bad as we thought. And uh, yeah, rising a little bit in these power rankings. And maybe they've got that ship sort of at least headed in the right direction, even though they're still a ways out from being truly competitive. Yeah, I think so, too. Darnold back with the New York Jets. Loved what I saw from him returning from Mono. They were the 31st team on your list, now jumping up here to 27? Yeah, without Darnold, they're 31 for me, and historically bad defense. Um, I'm a big Darnold believer, or, or historically bad offense. I'm a Darnold believer. I couldn't push him up all that much farther, but I'm very encouraged with the offense, the quarterback. Again, I want to see a couple of their, their defensive players return. Um, but this is definitely arrow going up. 26. We staying in New York here. Yeah, Giants coming off a bye. Um, hopefully that offense is healthy. I'm, I'm excited to watch Jones the remainder of the year. Hopefully with Engram, especially Barkley. Um, th their weapons aren't bad. Tate's back, Shepard. Uh, I'm not sure if they'll all play this week or not. Offensive line remains a concern. Um, I saw him today, I, I just scanning Pro Football Focus, they have Dexter Lawrence as their highest-ranked rookie thus far this year. So that one kind of shocked me. I want to go back and watch him. I liked him a lot coming out of Clemson. But the Giants are also my the Football Outsiders' 25th-ranked special team. So that's one area I could use a little improvement. Yeah, and again, another team, young quarterback, might be headed in the right direction and checking in in future seasons. Yeah. Maybe those teams in New York have a little something going on uh, still. Still some work to do there. Uh, another team here at number 25, Matt, that has taken a huge tumble. Yeah, the Brownies are amongst the most disappointing teams in the league, really. And I do think we talked to them a, a little bit before. I mean, if they add Trent Williams, that could go a real long way. It'll probably mortgage their future. But, hey, they're fourth on special teams. Okay, fourth on special teams, but dropping That's nine spots from 16 to 25 in your power rankings. Number 24. T-Bay Bucks, which coincidentally they were 24th last time we did this. Their pass defense is a real problem. The turnovers from the quarterback position are a real problem. But I like the coaching staff. I think the defense stops the run well and has some promise, and their weapons are strong. So, I mean, they can – on their worst day, it's ugly. On their best day, they can hang with just about anybody. Yeah, it's a really interesting team. It's kind of like you, you you want to put them up a little bit, and it's like, no, they just got to go right back down, and, and so yeah. they end up being the same team that 
that we think we we saw there at the beginning of the season. Uh, a team that is kind of doing the same thing, went down but back up, sort of a, a different curve, but the Denver Broncos checking in at 23? Yeah, and maybe I'll jump over these guys quick because we'll talk about them more tomorrow. They're a Thursday night team. Obviously trending in the right direction. The defense has much more of a Fangio stamp on it than it did early in the year, so that's highly encouraging. That's why you hired this dude. 31st on special teams, though. Here's a team that is the first one to show up with a winning record, and they've jumped up a few spots in your power rankings. That is the Oakland Raiders checking in at 22. I mentioned yesterday that Sean Payton would be a a strong coach of the year candidate right now, but I think Gruden would as well. I know that there's going to be teams coming up that people are going to say, boy, Oakland's better than them, Williamson. Come on, this guy's have a winning record. This is a successful year. Yes, it is a successful year. I'm just not on the board. I'm sorry. I don't think they have much talent. Yeah, that's it's. And again, I'll believe if you keep proving it to me, but right now it's it's very hard. And there it was that way with some other teams around the league. And it, at, at a certain point, they'll be like, yeah, look, we keep winning. So you got to bump us up. But I, I'm right there yeah. with you with Oakland. I just cannot quite become a believer yet with the with the talent that they have over there in Oakland. Um this is another disappointing team here. A, a huge drop for the Los Angeles Chargers to number 21. Yeah, and I just realized this is three AFC West teams in a row. It's not the way that the standings show them, but I think they're all pretty close. You could probably make a case for all. <sighs> they have the best quarterback of the group. Their line's terrible. I love their skill guys. But overall, I think the Chargers are underperforming even when you factor in the injuries. They were not very impressive the other night. And if you put these NFC or the AFC West teams, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, and had them play a bunch of games with each other, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they just came out kind of 500 against against each other. Right, right. Those three. So that makes sense that they're kind of looped in all together. Okay, let's finish up the 20s here with, Oh, I thought you were going to say it. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to let you say it. Pittsburgh Steelers. I talk about the Steelers enough. I'm not going to harp on them. Um, I'm sure some would say they're lower. I think they're really good on on defense and on both lines of scrimmage, and that puts them a little ahead of those teams I mentioned. Uh, we'll see what direction they go from here. I'll come another bye. Yeah, with Pittsburgh, it's like, okay, if you just plugged Roethlisberger in there this week, they could beat a lot of teams. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think they'd be the best team in their division. Right, and I fully believe that. So, and they're not with Roethlisberger right now, which is why they are at twenty and not higher. But I get what you're saying there. A lot of talent on defense, still have a good offensive line, still have a running game. So, still a lot mm-hmm. going for you, even though you've got your third string quarterback now in Pittsburgh. Uh, number nineteen, a team that is on the rise a little bit for you here in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I mean, I like what Minshew's doing. Um, Fournette's having—I don't know if it's quiet or not—but it doesn't seem like he's get the credit he deserves. One heck of a year. I think Chark is for real. The defense is still good, but not what it once was. They don't have Ramsey anymore. They are sixth on special teams, though, and that helps with their style of play. The Tennessee Titans, they are falling a little bit. And when I see a team like the Tennessee Titans at number 18 on your list, Matt, uh, they've fallen from number 13. They started off the year quite nice. I'm thinking Titans at 18. I could be convinced that they're not better than a team that's, you know, six, seven, eight spots behind them on your list. So there's, yeah. there's, this is a tight group of teams. They're a hard one to place. And first of all, a little note, they're 29th on special teams. And I wanted to say this with Denver, too, who was 31st. The style of play those two teams have to play 
being bad on special teams is a real detriment. You know, they're not going to blow teams out. They're going to play a lot of close games. Special teams is ultra important for those types, and Tennessee and Denver have lacked in that area. The news out of, out of Tennessee today is Mariota's been benched for Tannehill. There's a lot of similarities between those two, but in the end, Mariota, not only is he not making the big plays or the big throws or not even attempting them, he's missing too many layups. He's not playing with much confidence. So that's the move that had to be made. Okay, when we come back, there is the next team here at number 17 that's taken the biggest dip since week two in Matt's power rankings. This podcast brought to you in part by DoorDash. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked On. Okay, we're at number 17, Matt. This is a team that checked in 14 spots higher at number three just a few weeks ago. Yeah, you know, I'm going to lump two of these together because I have the Eagles right ahead of them. They they go from 7 to 16. The Rams go from 3 to 17. And I didn't plan on looking at it this way, but and I don't know this as a fact, but I bet the Jags got what they got for Ramsey because the Eagles and the Rams were competing for him. You know what I mean? Like both yeah, these teams oh. needed something bad. A lot, you know, one of them, the last two Super Bowl con, you know, contribute, contributors from the NFC, I picked the Eagles to go this year. Almost everyone picked the Rams to win that division. But things aren't going well for either, <laughs> to say the least. That's a great point. I didn't really think about that. There could have been a behind-the-scenes bidding war, maybe a team like Kansas City. And, of course, the, the Eagles is the most obvious team that I thought would benefit from Jalen Ramsey. And uh, you could be definitely right about that. And that's why the Jags were able to get that that huge compensation in those two firsts plus a fourth that they were looking for for Jalen Ramsey, does the addition of Ramsey in place of Marcus Peters change things? Because when you wrote this out, I don't think that trade was finished yet, was it? No, and I'm not sure I'd change things dramatically just overnight with that because I don't like how the Rams are playing. Um, I'm not; They're obviously not similar in, in terms of impact, but I do like that they added Corbett too. I mean, I, I think the line is really what needs the attention. And if it can get a little better and they can create somewhat of a running game and I did want to mention Daryl Henderson, too. I thought he looked really good in mm -hmm. basically his debut. Maybe his role grows a little bit. So I think both these teams can rebound, but they have some big flaws right now and just aren't playing well. They can't. I can't put the Eagles or the Rams in the top 10 area. Definitely looked explosive from Henderson and, and definitely gives them a different look from Gurley and Malcolm Brown in the backfield for the Rams. So the Rams 17, Eagles 16. That brings us to number 15 on your list. The Cowboys were a tough team for me to place because they go from 4 to 15. You talk about a dramatic fall. I overall have been a believer. I, I don't feel like I overreacted to a week early schedule. But it's hard to ignore what they've done the last few weeks, too, including losing to the Jets. Some injuries have been at play. Keep an eye on Amari Cooper. It's pretty clear this offense is very different with and without him. Um, I expect a little more from the defense overall, too. So it's four straight teams here with a really big drop. The Rams, Eagles, the Cowboys, and now Baltimore, who checks in at number 14 for you, Matt. They were at number five. All these teams taking nine or, or 10 or, or 14 for the Rams. The big drops in your power rankings. Now the Baltimore Ravens checking in at 14. Yeah, I'm sure some people are going to be critical and say, no way are the Ravens the 14th best team in the league. 
And to be honest, starting with Dallas and Baltimore and these next three teams that I mentioned, I really just kind of threw them all in a bag and shook them up. But that, that section of the power ranks for me was very difficult, figuring out one through five, 11 through 15. Um, the Ravens' defense for me was a big detriment. I don't know the Peters is a huge addition in that regard because I don't love their front seven all that much. But as usual, near the top of the league in special teams, they're at number three. And uh, number 13 is... Colts, big win over the Chiefs, 27th on special teams. That's something that needs to change considering how they play too. Everything's going through Marlon Mack, but I think Brissett's having a very, very good and efficient season. Um, It looks like they're going to get guys like Leonard back from injury now. So the best might be yet to come for these guys, and they're in a pretty good spot. You know, I think both of us picked them. I'm not sure if you did or not, but picked them as one of the wild cards. So. Um, I, I think the Colts are holding it together quite well. I like what's going on with Indy and just well coached. And there's one of those teams that's, that's yeah. going to stick around, uh, even if they might not, you know, blow you away. And maybe they don't make a ton of noise in the postseason. They're going to be there at the end. So if there's a bunch of teams that have dropped between the 14 and 17 range now, that means there's some other teams that have jumped up quite a bit, like your team at number 12. Yeah, we talked a lot of Lions yesterday. I'm, I'm not going to ding them for quite, you know, quote losing. Last you know, on, on Monday night, I thought they deserved to win and got the short end of the stick, frankly. Um, and a noteworthy thing here is the Patriots are always at the top of the league. The Patriots and Ravens are always at the top of the league in special teams ranks. The Lions are second. It's kind of Patriot-like. Mm, that is, yeah, Patriot way there in Detroit right now. Uh, number 11 is a team that's actually jumped back up in the rankings for you, and I, I think a team that you and I have both gone back and forth with in the Chicago Bears. Yeah, and that doesn't feel right. I mentioned the teams 11 through 15 were all the same to me. So they easily could have been 15 as easy as they could have been 11. Maybe a little bit of out of sight, out of mind here. And Akeem Hicks is on IR, so that's not a ringing endorsement. Um, Are we going to get Trubisky going forward? I think we'll probably have to. I mean, I think that's probably still the right move. But this might be a little rich for the Bears considering their quarterback situation. And now a team that is one of the weirdest teams in the NFL. They've got a replacement quarterback in Kyle Allen. They've jumped up from 22 to 10 now. And I know they were a team in Carolina that you liked before the season. Then when we checked in after week two, it was like, oh, man, this team might be a disaster. But now they've corrected things. And I know you liked them originally, which is probably why it's easier for you to, to bring them back up to where they are now at number 10. Yeah, also seventh on special teams. Great pass rush. Great running back, and overall, I think they're pretty darn good at the skill position plays. You know, skill positions overall. Uh, I think the offensive line's vastly improved. The secondary is not a liability. The big question is, okay, what happens when Cam is healthy? I think if I think you wait until he's entirely healthy, but then you just give it right back to him. I I, I can't see him standing on the sideline. Uh, it's been a good run. Allen's a massive success story, but Cam's got to be the guy. This is interesting, Matt. We planned on doing the power rankings today. All those trades came down. We had to cover that in the first segment. We're out of time here. Should we tease the rest of the top 10? Because there's some very interesting rankings here in your top 10 that we need to spend some time on. So let's check in on those Thursday. Some more big time risers. If you're keeping score, you might have an idea of who those teams could be. And Matt might have planted his flag with a team or two at the top. So you will definitely want to check in tomorrow. That along with a preview of Thursday Night Football right here, Locked on NFL.